is hideous. Oh, we can't bring the babies in here. <gasps> They'd have nightmares for years. Oops. I already promised Angelica she could come. Well, maybe she's mature enough, but let's wait a year with the others. <laughs> when I was a spud, me and my brother Sparky used to go trick-or-treating door to door. Of course, in those days, it was 15 miles to the next house. And those were real tricks and real ghosts, mind you. Real ghosts, Pop. And me and Sparky weren't scared of nothing. What was that? The trick-or-treaters are here. Places, everyone. Good evening, Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. And I'm here again. My name's Brett. <laughs> Welcome. No name is needed. They know the sweet sounds of that voice. <laughs> um, this is uh, our 24th episode, mm-hmm. and another Halloween one for our one of our favorite months, I think, October. Favorite time of the year. Absolutely. Mm. Um, oh. <laughs> More of a summer guy myself, but... Oh, well, if we're getting into which season's the best, you know. Well, let's get into it. Which season uh, is the best? Summer to me. There's no question. Gotta be yeah. summer. These I, fall I'm, days out of here. I'm, here. A, I'm a fall guy. Freezing in the morning, hot in the afternoon, freezing again. Yeah, I don't know how to dress for the day. Oh, I love fall dress. Ugh. I think we've gone over this with a lot of people, and uh-huh. fall is, like, I think by far the front runner. Oh, it is, and it was very irritating when I found that out. I, I thought it was very obvious that I thought it was summer. Yeah, yeah, I, my whole life I thought everyone was no, everybody loves summer. Fall so great, you got that crisp air and <laughs> those leaves, those colors. Cider, you gotta pick yeah. up for I'm like, yeah, the rest of your life. Leaves and wearing pants and thinking about gloves and hats. And, Not to mention school if you have school still. Yeah, especially in the nineties. <laughs> So anyway, okay, today, so so <laughs> one of us here enjoys October. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking um, Doug's Halloween Adventure versus Rugrats Candy Bar Creep Show. Yeah, two Halloween themed episodes. I'll be defending Doug's Halloween Adventure. Yeah, and I've got Rugrats, and I'm feeling pretty confident. That's good. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how that confidence okay, takes you. Right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, Brett, do you have any, uh, when you think about Halloween, is there anything that comes to mind, like a certain Halloween you enjoyed or a costume you enjoyed? Um, I mean, when I was younger, I, I went as an old man for <laughs> probably three or four years in a row, probably due to my own, like, inability to create any sort of original <laughs> idea and just general laziness and just being more in it for the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, um, had a old man mask that I don't even know. I just found it. I think it might have been like my brother's <laughs> from years ago and just wore like one of my grandpa's suit coats and just kind of... So you repeated like... Same yeah, costume? definitely multiple times. <laughs> uh, the last Halloween costume I wore to go trick-or-treating in, I was a juggalo. Um, uh, yes. For those who are listening, um, this was when Insane Clown Posse had just started. <laughs> I was in the sixth grade, so it was probably like 1998 or something, and I just put the black and white face paint on. Yeah, I had longer hair, so my mom like 
put it up in rubber bands so it was all over the place. And <laughs> that was it. That was my last costume as a trick-or-treater. And Brett has never taken it off. He <laughs> sits here today with <laughs> his face painted. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, that's good. That's, uh, I, last week we had just heard from Candace that she went as an old lady. Yeah. So I'm wondering how popular the old person yeah. idea is. I like it a lot more now. Like, as a kid, yeah. it never hit, struck me as great, but now I'm like, oh, a little kid as an old person? Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> um, I do remember one particular Halloween, um, that we were hanging out at your house. Um, and it was just a good, good memorable Halloween. Your brothers were, uh, or your your older brother was like kind of the. I always felt like he was like the bully almost of the neighborhood, <laughs> and you guys had like a really great neighborhood for like a lot of kids and mm, you know. It was yeah, fun. my childhood was pretty good, guys. <laughs> uh, well, cool. Uh, we'll be talking about you know we'll ask people throughout the month if there's anything that kind of stands yeah. out to them about Halloween. Uh, we did talk about on Zeke the Plumber favorite scary movies. Any any favorite scary movies? Um, not the biggest scary movie horror fan. Not sure I see much value in being terrified. You know, if I'm given the option of watching a horror flick or a rom-com, I think the choice is pretty obvious. <laughs> Uplifting story versus, you know, rampaging murderers. But uh, I do enjoy the uh, Friday the 13th uh, series. Um, except for that fifth one. <laughs> which shouldn't even count. Thank you. The fake Jason? Yeah. I, mean, I don't right, want to ruin it for anyone. Right. Oh, yeah. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> I think it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I think, uh, for me, horror movies were always just, like, maybe so far out there and scary of a situation that it brought, like, the real-life scary stuff down a notch. I was like, okay, this is, yeah. this is stuff I can really get scared from. I shouldn't be worrying so much about. I think the problem Real I life. always had, though, was the scary movies were either, like, kind of goofy. I mean, like, the monster flicks yeah. or whatever, like, well, yeah, real cool. And then when I started going to movies as a teenager, was, like, that era of just, like, loud noise surprise yeah. scary movies, like The Ring, where it's like, oh, this is something's going to jump out at you, and it's going to be mm. a loud pitch sound. And I'm like, that's not really scary, you're just startle- startling my senses. Yeah, by the time we were old enough, it was almost, like, beyond my favorite era of horror movies. Right. When we were younger, it was, like, the real great stuff to me. But, huh. Huh. Teach their own. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, before we get going, we like to uh, share anybody's thoughts, and Celeste emailed us this week about her perfect Nickelodeon family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's find out uh, who she likes. First, she said our families were pretty good. Um, but she, uh, she thinks she's got something a little better. (laughs) Uh, so her dad, she said would be Nigel Thornberry. Uh, she always wanted to go around the world. And so having a dad who hosts a nature show would make that possible. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty good one. Um, uh, okay. So she said her mom would be, uh, Lois from as told by Ginger. Um, she says, aside from being a nurse, being able to patch up Nigel's wounds, if he uh, should get attacked by a tiger or a snake out there in the wild, uh, would be useful. Um, and she said, luckily, Lois is divorced, so I wouldn't have to worry about her husband being mad when she runs off to England. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> so <it's> very involved. 
Uh, my brother would be Tommy Pickles. He's cute, loves adventure, so wouldn't mind going around the world with Nigel uh, to shoot his nature documentaries. And I've always wanted to have a baby brother. Yeah. yeah. Um, my sister would be Patty Mayonnaise from Doug, as uh, I didn't. Uh, as while she didn't have a sister on Doug, she seems sweet enough to be my sister and would work out quite well. Plus, she'd get along with my brother, father, mother that I picked out. And my pet would be the kitty cat Cupcake from Hey Arnold. In case you don't remember, Cupcake Cupcake is the kitten Harold takes in to raise until his owner is found in the episode. Harold's kitty. Um, sure, Cupcake was nothing spectacular, but I've always been a cat person and provided just enough sweetness to show Harold's sensitive side. Yeah, very good. That's a well-thought-out list. <laughs> yeah. uh, she has a couple close calls. Uh, if it wasn't Nigel Thornberry for Dad, she would have picked, and I like this one, she would have picked <laughs> Phil Moore from Nick Arcade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, she also said for Mom... Um, she'd also consider Marianne Thornberry and uh, Kira Finster, who marries Chaz mm-hmm. and becomes Chucky's mom. Um, for brothers, she couldn't decide. It was a tough decision between Tommy Pickles, Doug Funny, Danny Phantom, and Lincoln Loud. Um, but then I realized Doug and Danny and Lincoln are so much older, uh, so it just doesn't work. For sisters, I also thought about having Debbie Thornberry as my sister. Um, and for pets... Uh, I couldn't decide between the kitty cat cupcake or having a horse for a pet, that horse being Bandit from Caitlin's Way, a show I'm not super familiar with. Um, For Ferguson's, Angelica as a sister is a no way. Cousin Skeeter as a brother is a no way. (laughs) Thoughts on Cousin Skeeter? I I know. Chris Taylor probably isn't. uh... Loves it. (laughs) Probably isn't too happy to hear that one. So yeah, so those are some of her thoughts on uh, Perfect Nick Family. That's funny, nobody's brought up, I just realized, uh, the monkey from Wild Thornberries. I forget his name now. Yeah. <laughs> Does it talk? He talks like she to... can hear him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I guess a normal person wouldn't be able to talk to him. Yeah. Well, okay, so uh, thanks for emailing us, Celeste. Uh, but as we mentioned, today's t- we have another Versus. This is our Verses. We've talked to Guts vs. Legends, uh, Laughing in the Dark vs. Crimson Clown, um, Rocco's Modern Life vs. Ren and Stimpy, and Dr. Vink vs. Sardo. Uh, so this is our fifth time around. Yeah. And not the last for the month. Do, yeah. Do you know um, what the like record is right now between us? It is uh, two. Yeah, it's, uh, it's even. Ooh. Yeah, you, you won... You won Guts and, and, and uh, Ren and Stimpy, yeah, yeah. and I've won Laughing in the Dark and Dr. Vink. Yeah. So mm. this this is a tiebreaker. Oh, Dr. Vink, really a strong character for you. I mean, Laughing in the Dark and Dr. Vink? Like, the the Vink actor, the Aaron actor, Taggart. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate Aaron Taggart doesn't appear in Doug's Halloween Adventures. The first time I'm going to have to go forward without his assistance. Um, but uh, both shows, of course, Nick- Nickelodeon Originals. Um, Doug's Halloween Adventure aired one day prior to Halloween, um, October 30th, 1993, which was a Saturday night, and I remember sitting down to watch that episode. Mm. Uh, it's season four, episode four. Uh, Rugrats Candy Bar Creep Show aired on Sunday, January 5th, 1992. 
uh, and it's season one, episode nine A, and first part to monsters in the garage, which we're not yeah. considering in this debate. Yeah, that's kind of a weird timing, January for a Halloween episode. <laughs> yeah, I, I have thoughts on it. <laughs> okay, that I'll share. Oh, okay, later. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, just to go over the categories that we're going to talk about: um, the costumes that appear in the episodes, the settings, the stories, the scariness, the humor. And something I'm calling, how Halloween is it? Um, how, you know, how well it represented the holiday as an episode. Holiday as an episode. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so why don't we just jump into story here mm-hmm. to go over the episodes. Um, I rewatched both of them and uh, enjoyed the experience, I think. <laughs> Brett, have you rewatched? I did. I rewatched them uh, very recently, just in the past few hours. So fresh, fresh in my mind. Um, Good. So, Rugrats, it's like, this is, I I mean, it must not be their first Halloween, but they're treating it like this is the first one that they kind of remember, or, you know, for Angelica, this is the first one that she's gone trick-or-treating in, so it's kind of like that first feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of the whole point of this episode was, well, it hinged on two things, the haunted house, like going into the haunted house, and... um, Getting the reptile bars was mm-hmm. really like the goal. There's something funny going on around here. What? I don't know, but the grown-ups are acting pretty weird. Hey, goofballs! Guess what? I get a reptile bar and you don't. You get a what? A reptile bar, dummy! Don't you guys eat candy or watch TV or do anything you're supposed to? Oh, I have to explain. Everything to you, little babies. Wow! Reptar? A candy bar? That's right, you little babies. Now listen. A reptar bar is chocolate and nuts and caramel and green stuff and and it swirls and stirs um, and besides that, it was like pretty loose, which I liked for this in particular, because it kind of like um, gave it a chance to stick with the babies for a while and the adults and just like watch what they're doing like it felt really real like uh, you were just seeing what these characters were doing as if it was happening in real life um so for me that just really added to the halloween spirit of it mm-hmm. and i felt like almost like i could be a part of it you know that is what it's about yeah mm-hmm. plus I, I really like that haunted house idea yeah um i don't think i've ever seen that in real life where you would walk up to someone's house and mm. they have this old yeah. makeshift haunted house where you can get your candy from and then go to the next house like in yeah just a little fun thing instead of just knocking on the door and getting yeah. candy like, and it seemed like the idea was a staple when we were kids like i knew of the idea and it seemed like a regular thing but i don't think i ever came across one mm. in real life no You're but it would have been it would have been cool in my yeah. mind I, I asked myself would my parents have let me go in but well if they would have it would have been awesome yeah yeah uh so the doug episode doug's halloween adventure uh, starts with a little bit of a backstory uh skeeter is kind of informing doug about the, the the tale behind this haunted house it all started a long time ago when the powerful baron von heckelhofer fell in love with a beautiful maiden to win her love, he built a gigantic mansion. It took him 17 long years, but he did it. Finally, on the day they got married, he brought his new bride to the house. He 
swept her into his arms and ran up the steps, then pushed the massive door open for the very first time. He stepped across the threshold and splat! He forgot to put in a floor. And ever since they plunged to their horrible bloody deaths, there has been a curse on the house. And few have dared to enter it. Oh, sure, there were people who said they didn't believe in haunted houses, at least until they crossed <laughs> the threshold of death. Let's just say they never stayed too long. For years, nobody bought the house. That is, no one living. Until one day, a scary hooded guy, whose face nobody ever saw, decided to put the house to better use. <laughs> And right there, in the middle of the park, he made the scariest ride ever! A ride through a real haunted house! Bloodstone Manor! <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so immediately, like, it's an ominous tone, and then I feel like they almost had to strike a funny note just because, like, it starts with two people dying yeah. <laughs> in yeah. a cartoon. Um, <laughs> so... This couple's dead. Uh, Skeeter is really excited about going to Bloodstone Manor. Of course, as the viewer, you understand this is a haunted house at a theme park. In this case, um, classically Funky Town. Yep. <laughs> uh, so Skeeter's trying to convince Doug to go to Funky Town to go to Bloodstone Manor. Doug's very nervous. Uh, tries to delay that from happening and instead convinces Skeeter just to go on a traditional trick-or-treating. Um, we'll talk about this a little later, but they go through the dilemma of... Uh, being maybe perhaps too old to be trick-or-treating, uh, and so eventually Doug is convinced to go to Bloodstone Manor, and then the real heart of the episode is them sneaking in, and uh, the the fun that takes place once they're inside the haunted house. Um, that's kind of the general outline yeah. of the story. Um, but some things some things I liked about it is that um, it had it had kind of all the classic elements of Doug. It had a lot of the characters incorporated uh, from the show, and it was at times, I think, scarier than you would expect Doug to be, uh, while still having a lot of really funny, loose moments. Um, and uh, it's a story about facing fears, uh, which I think is good for a Halloween episode. Um, yeah, uh, I do like the idea of the haunted, ha like the uh, haunted attraction, mm -hmm. I guess, in Doug. Um, I always felt like that was cool, and you know, as a kid, you're the haunted house is kind of a classic, scary Halloween thing. Yeah, um, I mean, part of the story that I guess I guess I should emphasize the thing I liked most about the story was, um, and I, I was gonna kind of save this for like scariness, but um, getting the haunted house shutting down while they're inside, yeah. uh, I thought was like really thing that stuck with me from when I saw it when I was a kid just this feeling of uh this it's not just uh it's it's real life scary yeah. it's not just like Halloween <laughs> scary it's like I would be terrified yeah. um so I thought the story did a good job of like hitting on a little bit of everything like from very normal neighborhood stuff to classic Halloween stuff to actually a scary situation yeah okay so Rugrats is a little looser Doug a little more Honed, plot wise, I guess. Definitely, and, um, and time can factor into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine if Rugrats was twenty four minutes. Yeah, the Doug one is twice as long almost. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but Rugrats is great at doing this in particular, like the spare plot, but like really exploring the 
what's going on with the parents and the kids. So mm-hmm. that, I think it was really good. So that's uh, that's my story. So I guess um, the problem with the Doug story for me is like it didn't really get fully going until halfway through the episode, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked the trick-or-treating part um, and going over their costumes, but I felt like almost that could have been condensed into a couple minutes instead of half the episode. Mm-hmm. So it just dragged a little bit to me, I guess, compared to the Rugrats one. All right. I mean... Uh, argument against yours. Sure. Uh, I would. Some of the things that I didn't love about the Rugrats episode uh, was that within one minute, uh, Angelica is making me uh, pull out my hair just by hearing her voice. Um, <laughs> I think. I think Angelica is. I think in Doug's case, Roger, who these are the antagonists, <laughs> yeah. right? Roger and Angelica. And then I think the episode's case, I'm like more with Roger. I think he's easier to sympathize with than Angelica, uh, where she's taunting. But anyways, I think the Rugrats, you, you, you say it as a strength, but I think the Rugrats episode was a little thin on what it was doing. I think the crux of the episode is that they want a candy bar. Uh, yeah. Which is not super engaging, but it's okay. The things I remember from the story, like before I rewatched it, I remembered the tent they set up, the haunted house. Yeah. Uh, but that's really it's I, that's what I thought about. But it's not a huge part of the episode. It's it's in there a little bit, but I guess I'm just a big I'm big on um, atmosphere, and I think that the Rugrats episode really did it. Right. Ooh. I mean, I don't want to get into setting so yeah, much, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, I I mean I, I think the atmosphere I think. Rugrats is much more limited. Like the Doug is, Doug is expansive. That yeah, okay. Episode of, of, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Um, well, should we go into setting as long as we're on the topic? Well, a couple more complaints oh, about the oh, story. Excuse me. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, number number one, uh, a reptile bar is a huge risk for a baby to be eating, as they mentioned. There's nuts in it, um, so this is <laughs> okay. this is uh, not a practical thing uh. for the babies to be uh, trying to do. Also, you'll note that Angelica's dad is working the haunted house, uh, but she's out trick-or-treating, but her mom's not with her. So who is accompanying Angelica? They're just Who's on a- their own, I guess. First time on their own? I thought something similar. Not so much who was watching Angelica. It was who was watching the babies. <laughs> yeah. Because all, the, all the of the grown-ups <laughs> were in yeah. this tent, and then they closed the blinds right. in front of their little baby jail. Yeah. And major left safety. it up to a sleepy dog. <laughs> major that, that major is, safety. Concern. That is what makes the story, though. I, like, I'm not saying that this is a dig on the story. It was just something that like, I saw and I was like... I mean, I know that's how all of the Rugrats yeah, episodes yeah, are, yeah. is the parents look away and right. you know Tommy has a screwdriver or whatever. And, okay. But I was just like, really? They're all outside and they're going to close the blinds. They're only yeah. visual yeah. avenue. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so you think Doug's maybe a little too long and drawn out. I think yeah. Rugrats is a little too thin on story. Okay. Okay. See ya. Well, should we talk about setting since sure. we're hitting on it already? Yeah. Um, man, I can't believe you uh, don't lo- really love the setting on this episode. Uh, I thought it was really great. Well. Um, <laughs> okay, I'll go ahead. <laughs> um, first of all, just... You know, this vaguely counts, but the beginning of the episode, like, cutting outside of... Cutting from the inside of the uh, jack-o'-lantern mm-hmm. 
Love that. Just mm-hmm. love that effect. That was a good um, visual. Yeah. I think Rugrats does that a lot. And um, The interior uh, shot. Yeah. Um, they talk about that in Clickstein, that that was one of like the first artistic decisions they made. Uh, there's a shot in that episode, too, from the interior yeah. of the child's mouth. Yeah, that's really great. Yeah. I love that. Um, and uh, I just like... I guess I like the idea of Halloween in the house. And, um, and I love the haunted house. So it's like you get, I don't know, you get just that, that like grounding in reality, I guess, mm-hmm. that I like. So it felt more like real life Halloween to me. And I think the setting just like kind of brought that home. Um, and the, uh, art on this, like the animation in this episode, like as it is with the earlier ones, is mm-hmm. just really great. I mean, I really love it. Like, I don't know what they did differently maybe it has more cells or something but like it really flows nicely the kids moving around or like really feel real yeah so okay um and doug i mean you get you get a lot of settings without i think it feeling overwhelming so you have uh bloodstone manor which serves both in the flashback and to ultimately where they're headed um, you start at Doug's house, though, so you still get the funny house feel. Particularly, I like, you know, they take time to go into the living room where Judy's watching the commercial for Bloodstone Manor, and so you, you got that Bluffington feel. So, you think you're brave, do you? Find out tonight at Funky Town when Bloodstone Manor opens its doors to give you the scare of your life or death. Wear no costume get you free. But once you cross the threshold, there's no turning back. <laughs> the trick-or-treating, I think, is one of the strengths. You really see the kids out and about. Um, you get that feel of kids going door-to-door. Um, you get Funky Town, which I love. Uh, fun- anytime Funky Town yeah. was in a Doug, I thought, we're having fun now. Uh, <laughs> and um, I think the haunted house, I think they did actually a really good job of making the haunted house memorable and feel kind of scary. Yeah. I, it's, I was surprised for a cart- uh, that a cartoon was able to pull off like a haunted house that felt like it was possible, that what they were going through was possible, um, and that at the same time it was, I could see why they'd be scared yeah. being in it. Um, so I thought that was that was good, and the roller coaster, which uh, I'll talk about a little bit more. But there's the roller coaster in the haunted house, which is kind of like a fun little ride, uh, which has scary things around it. I noted that there was like a moon, a cool-looking moon that was staring at them, moving trees. Uh, there was a guy, like an automated guy, digging a grave, um, tombstones, um, and uh, of course there was the level below the ride where they fall through and see all the mechanics, um, and just a lot of nice touches throughout of fall, uh, falling leaves and dead trees and so I felt like uh, it was a more expansive universe than Rugrats um, it, it allowed you to see a little more, it gave you that Halloween feel I think Okay. well I think that the strong setting in Doug without question is the uh, funky town um, and the ride mm-hmm. I mean just being there in that uh, what do you call it? Uh, amusement Blood. park. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. Um, however, I think that uh, Rugrats just did a little bit better of a job of like 
that real part of the setting. I mean, they also had the haunted house, like, and it's the make-your-own haunted house, you know, like, right. in their Just garage. Kind of, yeah, set up a blankets, yeah. Yeah, a lot of uh, classic Halloween decorations, which mm-hmm. I like. Um, and, but the rest of the episode, like, you you feel like you're at the house, and you're outside the house a little bit mm-hmm. in the neighborhood, and you see the trick-or-treaters, too. Mm-hmm. So, I guess it just, it really felt like Halloween at night to me. And that's another thing, like, both episodes take place at night, which mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Um, but, so, like, the real part of it felt more realized in Rugrats to me, I guess. I mean, Doug always just felt a little bit goofier. Like, no matter what was going on. like just, The setting felt goofier? Yeah. May, I mean, maybe it's just the animation for me. Yeah. Um, Rugrats just, like, had that true feel to me, I guess. Well, the, the Doug setting had a lot of imagination, where it was him thinking about it, or, like, he was... Yeah, You know, yeah. Skeeter was telling the story, so it wasn't yeah, there's actually the race. what the setting was. It was how he envisioned yeah. it in his own overactive mind. Yeah. You, I mean, yeah, you had Skeeter retelling the story of uh, Baron von Heckelhofer, <laughs> yes. and uh, you had uh, the Race Canyon imagination segments. So I just think, yeah, there was more to consider... Uh, with Doug, I I saw that as a flaw in Rugrats that it was a little stationary. Uh, being inside the Rugrats house is not does not give me like a warm October feel. Um, the haunted house outside is nice and it's memorable, but it's I to me like if you took that haunted house from Rugrats and like matched it up against like what Doug was offering, it just I think pales in comparison. I guess it just created a different feel to me. I mean, Doug's was like a more. But what about the neighborhood? Like surreal, to me, the neighborhood like, was almost the neighborhood was something I could relate to sh- more than that. They blanket do show more place. the neighborhood in Doug, mm-hmm. but um, I think just like the little bit of outside that you get in Rugrats felt like a real yard. Yeah. I don't know. It just felt more real to me. Somehow, like it affected me. Like I got more. I got dragged into the episode. I guess more. I think. Part, in large part because of that. Yeah. Because of the look of it. I mean. Yeah, I mean, one is kind of stationary, one is moving all yeah. over the place. I just, like, for me, if I'm watching a Halloween episode, which yeah. the reason we're talking about these is because they're both Halloween episodes, to me, Rugrats, you know, it could air in January because it didn't feel quite <laughs> oh, as much man. like a Halloween episode <laughs> uh, than Doug's, which was 100% committed to being a Halloween episode. <laughs> I just feel like and the you're setting, getting, I think, reflected that. You're just getting two different things. Like, yeah, I feel well, like I agree. Rugrats, on that. you're getting like that, like literal, like more like what would happen in real life. Like, it's more grounded in reality. Doug is like a little bit more uh, imaginary. If you take out his imagined sequences, which is part of Doug, the fact that he's always yeah. imagining these things, I think the only thing to me in the episode that like seems outside the bounds of reality is perhaps when they fall below the ride that gets a little wacky i agree with that but um every, everything character. well the the bad guy character in the doug one i mean it's kind of like out there baron von yeah. heckelhofer yeah who actually turned out to not be a bad guy yeah 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 a heck of a guy a little, <laughs> little plot twist there for you but he seems to have some sort of supernatural ability yeah, I, mean, I, I like that though because it was a Halloween episode. It's yeah, supposed to leave you thinking like, because he even disappears at the end, and they're like, oh, like yeah. he yeah. does that like cyclone yeah. tornado thing disappears. Even, so it's like 
did this really happen? Yeah. yeah. Even rewatching I, it, I, I was just waiting for them to be like, oh, this is a guy who works at the ride or something. Yeah. Because he'd kept character for so long. <laughs> and I, I do feel like that's part of, that's part of the feel of, yeah, being a Halloween episode and making it a little more complete yeah. than the kids getting candy bars. I do feel but like again, it's different, like, different, different aspects. Yeah. I feel part of the reason why Doug took it out there is because they were a little older in Doug. You know, they could leave yeah. and do whatever they wanted, kind of. Whereas, you know, the babies are stuck at home. So, anyway. Limitations. Yeah. Limitations. See ya! Um, why don't we move on to costumes? Mm-hmm. The costumes that appeared in the episodes. Um, I noticed a pretty, like stark contrast between the two shows. I think it's played out pretty obviously. Um, Drew was an ape. Stu was a Frankenstein. (laughs) Um, Grandpa was a goblin, which is probably my favorite costume of the episode. Just a really creepy, weird thing. Um, And Angelica is an angel. Um, And we also get like a bunch of other kids that are like other classic costumes, like uh, devil and cats and monsters. so, Rugrats, like, really stuck with the classic costume thing, I think. Mm-hmm. The, probably the furthest one out there is the ape, but even that's, like, somewhat regular. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it just, like, felt like, for me, I'm getting that classic Halloween feel, I guess. The costumes that you kind of go to associate to Halloween, you know? Yeah. Like, skeletons and devils and stuff yeah they definitely had costumes uh well that's what i liked about it is that it's a classic I'm, halloween I, yeah, I'm affirming. <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm affirming yes. <laughs> you call them costumes you didn't say good or bad no i didn't but <laughs> I, I i hadn't thought that far <laughs> um but anyway so that's rugrats like it's that classic halloween feel if that's what you want that's what mm. you're looking for which is kind of what i'm looking for okay uh, in Doug's Halloween adventure, I I, I kind of spotted one thing I liked is that uh, a lot of their costumes still coordinated with their character attributes. Yeah. So, um, in this episode, Doug goes as Race Canyon, you know, his you know his kind of an Indiana Jones type figure. But even under his costume, you could still see his collar popping out. So you could still <laughs> see like just like a normal kid, you'd go out in your costume, but you were still wearing your normal clothes underneath. You'd never looked as cool as you thought. Uh, Skeeter, he was a rocket ship, but he still had his lightning bolt on the rocket ship to kind of show who he was. And then the other costumes weren't crazy. I mean, um, Roger wore kind of a burglar mask. and um, But I, I really liked some of the detail, especially the extras in the episode. So there was uh, one kid who was a ghost, but you had a parent who was just kind of holding on to the blanket, like walking around the neighborhood. I thought that was funny. Um, someone was dressed as a plant with like a bee on top of them. Um, so even like the extras, if you look around, there was a lot to look at in the episode as far as costumes. Um, I thought Baron von Heckelhofer looked very cool and creepy. Just a black robe with kind of a green face. Is that a full costume or is that what he looks like? Well, that's the question, isn't it? I mean, based on the end- ending, that's really just his everyday yeah. Yeah. outfit. Like, so. but, a, but, but an effective wardrobe. <laughs> um, and and you got like those imagination sequences with kind of the couple and Victorian era clothing, uh, the, the Race Canyon stuff. Um, 
and I do like that uh, Skeeter's costume is in reference to past episodes. So he's wearing a rocket ship, which he mentions in the episode is from a video game called Space Monks, which happens to be episode 26 of the series, uh, Lost Weekend, where they're playing the arcade game Space Monks. Um, so even the costumes, it, like in reality, kids dress up as pop culture stuff. I think like, you know, Doug is dressed up as his favorite. Yeah adventure guy and Skeeter's dress up as a video game they really like in the Doug universe yeah. uh, and so I think there was like an actual effort made by the episode to have the costumes mean something without being like totally outlandish like they weren't impossible yeah. costumes uh, well Skeeter's <laughs> it's probably impossible I've never seen it anything like that a couple things it would have taken a lot of work but there was always that one kid that had a costume who made you scratch your head plus we know Skeeter's kind of a genius yeah yeah uh, <laughs> so it's totally possible he could Okay. I do um, like his costume, although impossible. If you look at it though, when it expands, yeah, you could kind of see that they attempted to make like lines drawn yeah. into <laughs> his person. So it's like Springs. This is how we did it, yeah. even though it's still impossible. Well, they they made an effort. <laughs> Um, I think that Doug and Skeeters definitely have the best costumes of anybody on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and I did make note of Doug. Um, when he's in his real life costume, like how it was kind of not quite as perfect as the real Race Canyon one. Yeah. So that was a nice touch. Um, however, uh, the rest of the costumes in the episode were just pretty boring, I think. Uh, Rogers, Roger and friends, especially, <laughs> like the burglar masks. Uh -huh. Give me a break. Yeah. Um, but, but that reflects the character. Again, I think they did a good job of reflecting does. the character. Skeeter's ambitious. Doug's like your average kid who's got kind of an average look, and Skeeter and his loser friends are—they don't care about Halloween. They're there to like make other people's lives worse, so they're just gonna slap on the easiest thing. And yeah, go... I, I feel you on that. I still like the costumes <laughs> themselves, but um, uh, and Patty's was okay. The flower—they mm -hmm. um, just didn't quite do it. I think without Doug and Skeeter, like they would—it would have been. Just not enough, I guess. Um, so they do fit the characters, but even that is almost like, well, but, but let's even just if, fit them to the characters. But when yeah. they're waiting in line to get into Bloodstone Manor, you see a ton of people in line with them who have pretty much the same costumes you mentioned in your episode of like the Mummy and Dracula mm -hmm. and just kind of your basic Halloween. Tropes. I guess I just didn't take that much notice of the secondary, or like all those people in line. Um, it's because there were so many to consider. <laughs> they were only <laughs> on the so screen for about consider. one second. Yeah, uh, but the, besides the parents and Rugrats, you just get a couple kids like scampering away in Rugrats with costumes. No, you get like long segments of the kids in their costumes. Okay. But <laughs> anyway, I just I, I think again like the Rugrats ones were just a little more like what you would expect to find in reality, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, there is that age difference, too, which can account for that. Yeah. The Rugrats episode seemed age-appropriate. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, costumes seemed age-appropriate, and the Doug costumes seemed more like what a teenager might attempt. Yeah. See ya! Shall we move on? We shall. Um, why don't we go to... Scariness? Okay. Um, I think that the... I mean, neither of these are, like really outwardly scary again like it's nickelodeon most stuff's not like trying to be that scary i guess but mm -hmm. um i think what's great about the rugrats episode is that it's 
the scariness is like affecting the adults more way more than the kids so the kids are like barely noticing the scary setting or whatever and the adults are like constantly uh getting caught up in it and actually getting scared themselves um especially so, grandpa yeah yeah <laughs> um i think that that was pretty great um i you know the the uh haunted house was like i guess the scary part of or scary aspect of the Rugrats one and I think it's the classic again scary stuff like the grape eyeballs and mm -hmm. the uh, witch's uh, hair I guess the spaghetti yeah, worms yeah. Yeah. I, I um, want to touch on that spaghetti worms thing <laughs> as kind of a, an aside here w what was that just a bowl of spaghetti <laughs> for people to like yeah, reach yeah. in and eat yeah like I don't like the grapes yeah like you you reach through the skulls and you get some grapes or whatever but, but that's clearly a bowl of pasta. Like, that was just a bowl of pasta <laughs> sitting well, I out. I think it would be dark, like, when, you know, when they walked into the... But you would have to put your hand in it. Yeah. So why would it... you? It says worms. I wasn't sure uh, if you were know? supposed to eat it or if it was just like, oh, there's a yeah. gross bowl of worms. It's <laughs> yeah, supposed yeah. to be, like, a scary prop rather than a snack. And they never really touched on that, but... It, but I but think if they wanted to they... stick your hands in and feel it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would have labeled it if that's what I wanted. But anyways, I digress. Um, but I, I also think the episode does a really good job of, like, um, illustrating the baby's perspective and, like, how the scary stuff to the adults can turn into, like, just these weird, like, abstract, uh, I don't know, things going on around the babies that mm -hmm. they don't really understand. Um, so I just... I think it just did a really good job with uh, that perspective. Okay. I, I hear you. Uh, for Doug, I think um, from that first shot, uh, there's a good first shot too in Rugrats with the hot pumpkin, but yeah. the first shot is kind of this eerie gar gargoyle staring at you, and it's that flashback. Um, and Skeeter, even the way the episode starts, there's kind of Halloween spooky music, and Skeeter, you can tell, is recounting a scary tale. Um, and so, uh, the, the first thing you learn in this episode is about a couple dying, which is, I think, alone scarier than anything in, um, Rugrats. I think, I think the major difference is in Rugrats, even when there's a scare happening, the audience knows there's nothing scary about it. And in Doug, you are actually guessing, which is scarier, to not know what was happening. Um, I said, uh... Even in Doug's fantasy as Race Canyon, where he's always the victor, in his fantasy in the Halloween episode, he falls off a cliff. Uh, so it seemed like even Doug was feeling nervous, uh, which has you feeling nervous. Um, there's the story of the two workers who went into Bloodstone Manor and never came out except for their shoes. Uh, so there was like a lot of little like plot points of like scary mythology that the episode was laying down for you. Um, I thought they did a better job of having a backstory that was scary. Um, and then again, a lot of the stuff in the haunted house was cool, like the the hole in the floor with the blades, where you could just walk over to glass. But uh, the screaming salad plates. <laughs> Sit down. You don't want your food to get cold, do you? <laughs> I'm not so sure. I feel hungry. I thought you might enjoy a small salad. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> which I thought was a really funny touch. Uh, even even when they walk in, 
Baron von Heckelhofer um, knows that they've trespassed, right? So the ride has shut down. Um, they don't let anybody in, but Roger convinces Doug and Skeeter to sneak in. Yeah. Uh, and the second they walk in, Baron von Heckelhofer appears and uh, calls them out for trespassing, which would be like, it, that would like make me kind of tense up. Welcome. I have a special treat in store for trespassers. <laughs> As you can see, there's no way out of this room except straight down. <laughs> Um, and then, as I said, the ride shutting down, that premise alone, the ride shutting down as they're in it is almost scarier than, like, any Are You Afraid of the Dark premise of being stuck, <laughs> being stuck in a ride. That's, that's, uh, that's hollow, that's not just Halloween. Like I said, that's, that's real life scary. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Uh-oh. What is it, Skeet? It's 10 o'clock, man. They're closing the park. Wait a minute, Roger. I'm sure we can find a way out around here somewhere if we just don't panic. Hey, man. It looks like there's some stairs leading down. Uh-uh. I ain't going nowhere. Oh, come on, Roger. Quit kidding. Uh, and so I think, I think it just offers enough, uh, it offers enough little, like, nuggets for you throughout, mm -hmm. um, that it feels I mean like you said it's Nickelodeon so you're not peeing your pants but you feel uh, unsure as you're watching yeah. what's happening okay um, I, I do like all the Doug scares however I also feel that uh, in classic Doug fashion they always undercut every like in this case scary thing that's going mm -hmm. on like every time something scary happens it's like immediately after it's kind of like a explanation like mm. oh this isn't really real we gotta tell you it's not really scary i think in the haunted house they take their time i they I, do they let him go through the scares mm -hmm. but then oh turns out you know it's just a regular haunted house nothing nothing special about it even the the uh but even the momentary unsureness is more effective than in rugrats where you know exactly that nothing is scary yeah i mean there isn't too much i guess straight like forward for the viewer to get scared about it's more like i guess um like living vicariously through the characters and like how you were affected at that time or mm -hmm. how you would approach it now like just yeah do you do you see it as a flaw though that no kids in the episode are really scared I think that's one of the great things about the episode well the the bigger kids are the mm -hmm. little kids are the ones that aren't scared at all no, the they, sh they show a shot of the kids running out of the tent haunted house, yeah. and they're laughing and having fun, and they're running oh, off finally, to the next Oh, finally, yeah, it's, fun. it's finally fun. They got their reptile bar. They've been <laughs> scared, and they're out, you know? They've survived. Yeah. So, you know, they were scared, I think. Okay. Um, I, I would just want to quote, uh, I just want to play a little yeah. clip from Tommy here. Okay. See, Chucky? This isn't scary. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I think the episode is just kind of like about, partially about grappling with that scariness as a kid and an adult and like what that means more than like being straightforward scared mm -hmm. so it's just like that kind of now almost like that the psychological aspect of the scariness mm -hmm. I guess yeah okay 
I think you're giving Rugrats too much credit. I don't, but... <laughs> I don't think that's true. See ya. Um, okay, well, let's uh, talk about the humor. Sure. Since we've done the scary. Um, so I think, again, like the, a lot of the humor from this episode comes from seeing things from the baby's perspective and how they're like interacting with the adults and how the babies are acting like opposite of how you would expect them to act. You would expect them to be the scared ones and the adults, you know. So, I mean, maybe that's a straightforward, like... Kind of role reversal. Yeah, role. yeah. But I do like it. Um, and also, there's a couple great, like, actually funny lines between the adults talking to each other. Mm -hmm. At least that's what, like, I'm laughing at now. Um, one is uh, Stu and Drew. What a great haunted house. I'm glad I thought of it, Drew. I thought I thought of it. Aren't these grape eyeballs a little too scary for our little trick-or-treaters? <laughs> I, I love those two fighting all the time. Um, and also... Grandpa's story about trick-or-treating. Yeah. <laughs> and if, is, is, I can't remember... I don't, it's definitely the first, I think, we hear of Grandpa's brother, Sparky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's a great... Mm -hmm. Just a great, like, old man, funny story thing. And again, it's like... I guess it's common-ish, but... Uh, I thought it was done really well, and I actually laughed out loud at this episode. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I think it was like a funnier one of the Rugrats episodes, I guess. Okay. I just noted some stuff that yeah. actually made me laugh. Um, so, the, one of the first things was, uh, like, Doug shaking about how scared he was while also cutting out coupons for uh, Bloodstone <laughs> Manor, <laughs> which was just a funny contrast uh, that he clearly should understand this isn't scary. Um... Rod, Roger trying to scare Doug as the headless man. Uh, oh, who chopped off my head? Hey, Roger. I told you we'd scare the pants off him. <laughs> um, I really enjoy this line. And he's Race Canyon. <laughs> oh, brother, you Race Canyon? More like race chicken. <laughs> a classic Roger Plotz burn. <laughs> um, it lands. Uh, and, <laughs> and then Doug, um, uh, in his fantasy, uh, he, so he's like getting himself psyched up, and in his fantasy, he goes into Bloodstone Manor, and you just hear him say, Beat it! And all the ghosts go like flying out of the place. <laughs> Uh, and then really, I think the best line between both episodes mm. was given by the guy who was working the admissions at the door at Bloodstone Manor, and he says this. Step all the way into the strange realm of the supernatural. Abandon ye all food or drink. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think like there's a lot of great one-liners, um, and... It, yeah, it, it, like it. It actually made me laugh. I, I didn't. I don't feel like I was pooling for these or searching too hard for them. Oh, I don't think I was doing that with Rugrats either. Oh, I wasn't saying that. No, 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 no. Grandpa, I, I'm in agreement. Grandpa's very yeah. funny in Rugrats. Um, no, yeah, that's not what I meant. I just, uh, yeah, it made yeah. me. It made me laugh a couple times. I think the Doug humor is a little cheesier mm -hmm. as usual. Yeah, um, a little, a little which stickier. I can appreciate. Uh, I guess, but I literally did like chuckle at the Rugrats while I was watching it. I didn't even, I didn't even, like, notice somehow that ticket guy. And, oh, uh, like, yeah. I, I'll have to I didn't notice that ticket it's... one either. I did laugh at the race chicken joke, because I was like, <laughs> let's just... 
not a good burn at all, but... But it's Roger, so it's... <laughs> yeah. it, um, no, yeah, I think... Well, I think that's the interesting about preparing for verses, is that I watch the episodes differently, too. Yeah, that's true. Where I'm, uh, like, the, the ticket guy, you could just miss that unless I'm looking for something funny. Yeah. And that's a funny line. And actually, not only does he say it, but when they're in the ride, kind of behind the scenes, there's signs that also say, abandon all food and drink. <laughs> um, so the, they actually took time to build that in. I think both, I, to me, both seem kind of close on humor. It just depends. Like you yeah. said, I think uh, a little drier in Rugrats and a little stickier in Doug. Yeah. Okay. See ya! Well, um... That leaves us with how Halloween is it? Yeah, the Halloween feel. Yeah, um, I think it's hard to beat this Rugrats episode in particular for that. Uh, for oh the, boy! For, the, <laughs> for bold statement. I can't wait to see how you the, back this up. <laughs> for the real life, like feeling of how to me, like what Halloween felt like when I was a kid in particular. Maybe not so much now, but um, there's like a few elements that I think really did it. One, the Reptar bars. Loved that. And that is like stuck in my mind since then. The like cool candies that they used to have. Mm -hmm. And as a kid, like, I don't maybe I'm different, but I wasn't out buying candy a lot, I guess. So Halloween came around and I was like excited for that. And I think it, it's just a really cool element of the uh, episode, especially the tongue turning green. Um, just a really, <laughs> really great added thing that I think they used to do more in real life mm -hmm. than they do now. So that, that was cool. Um, also, the garage haunted house. No siree. I thought you said nothing scared you when you were a kid, Pop. Well, that was now. This is then. <laughs> okay, then, which one of you heroes is going in there first? I want my reptar book. Another, I mean, we talked about this a little, but another just great thing that I was kind of wanted to experience in real life and felt just fun to me, I guess. Um... And also they touch on trick-or-treating with the older kids running around. Like, you get the feel of them running around the neighborhood. Um, and I think what really brings it together, though, is the adult... Like, seeing the adults and the interaction between them and the kids um, really, to me, like, just resonated with how that was for me, I guess, with the adults in my mm -hmm. life growing up as a kid and... Halloween coming up and then preparing and you kind of being like oblivious as a kid and just totally into the moment. Okay. Uh, I'll speak to that a little bit. Okay. Um, but uh, to me, Far and Away, Doug, is the more clear <laughs> Halloween-ish episode. Um, like I said, from that first second with the music and the creepy tale... Um, ski that that excitement for Halloween I think is more present in the Doug episode where there's a lot of people kind of like excitement and nervous and what are your plans gonna be? You know, Halloween is usually my most favorite holiday. Free candy, spooky pumpkins and costumes. But this year was a little different. This year, Skeeter was making me go to the grand opening of the scariest ride ever made. Um, it had much more of a fall feel to it. As I mentioned, the setting they did a great job with the like the. Trees and it felt like it was cold and there was wind and crickets if you listen to the sound and um, a lot of leaves falling in the shot which to me gives me that kind of October feel 
Um, there's even a few lightning strikes to strike fear into you. Um, and uh, one of my favorite touches was the commercial Judy was watching in the house, which was like a classic poorly made Halloween commercial for uh, a ride. Um, the One of the best things I think about the episode and Freaks and Geeks did this really well, hmm. too, which is that theme of when are you too old to trick-or-treat? When are you too old for Halloween? Don't you think we're a little old for this, Doug? Old? <laughs> nah, you're never too old for free candy. Heads up! <laughs> and um, even though it was, it was only like a five-minute segment of the episode, it's still something that I think probably as I was watching Doug resonated of, uh, you know, Halloween's fun. Am I getting too old for it? Um, I, showing up at a classmate's house and they're handing out candy. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah the, having to like improvise like, oh, we're doing it for. Yeah. Talk about scary. Uh, that, that is scary. Walking up to. Yeah. If you walked up to a classmate's house and they gave you the candy, I would just, I think, die. Let's see what we have for these little. Doug? Skeeter? Is that you? Yeah, it's us. Yeah, hey, Connie. Uh, we're doing this for, uh, Dale. Huh? Oh, yeah, my baby brother. He loves candy. Uh, but that's okay. I, I think he just went on a diet. See ya. See, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I think this is part of the downside of, the Doug, of Doug's episode for me, is that it was getting into the, like, um, anxiety and, uh, like, is it when is that too old to trick or treat? And like, mm -hmm. you're just start. It just feels almost slightly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, these, we're getting but, older and try, having to figure out how to deal with that. But I think they balance that with yes, there is a time where you probably become too old to trick or treat, and that's when like haunted houses come into play. So then, as I could also relate to as a teenager, getting to that point of oh yeah, like let's go yeah. to a haunted house. That would be not embarrassing. I mean, it's definitely a real thing mm -hmm. uh, to grapple with I think at that age um, it's just I guess the Rugrats episode for me was just pure fun no angst mm -hmm. just the pure Halloween spirit okay and that's what I want <laughs> I want it pure okay I just I don't think so I think <laughs> I think I think everything your episode does Doug has a component of it but it's like more elaborate oh I think it's just not as good in Doug like they don't quite explore it as far which part don't they explore well it it's just a little too quick moving like everything that happens in doug is very very quick you know the, mm -hmm. the plot is kind of like packed but rugrats you get to kind of like linger around this holiday for a while uh, i say and, i'll say you linger uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> checking my watch um uh, also a few other things like i mentioned the line for the haunted house felt very real of like being really excited to go somewhere and then realizing everybody else in town or everybody else in the city is going to that place and you're not unique in that way um and then just like really halloweeny stuff like the coffin roller coaster was really funny to me um so i think it had more halloween elements i don't disagree even though it aired in january i don't disagree it's an episode about halloween but as i was watching it i never felt i never felt overwhelmed with the halloween spirit that seems crazy to me because <laughs> I think it really, I don't know, it really just nailed it for me. Maybe I like the slower um, slower build and just like, I, I guess I just like to get surrounded by that sometimes. Yeah, but I think you're, I think you're overestimating 
I really the don't fall. Think like so. they don't show you the outside that much. Well, they're outside in the dark, like in the driveway, and in the but yard. it's a really limited yeah, scope that they limited. show you. Yeah. Um, um. So to me, it never felt. You didn't see the. You, they kind of didn't. They pulled away to show you a shot of the kids running around, but it never felt like you saw the neighborhood moving about. I guess it reminded me, as a kid, of going around the neighborhood and. Um, but they don't go around the neighborhood. No, I mean, when I was a kid, yeah. <laughs> when we would explore the neighborhood, <laughs> uh-huh. but, like, being, um, like, up close to someone else's house, I guess, and it feeling, like, foreign, mm-hmm. and that, um, I, I don't know, it's almost like, a, just like a creepy background to being a kid mm-hmm. at night. It yeah. felt like you were going on a creepy adventure, even yeah. though you were just one street over, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> on a well-lit street, yeah. like, but it still was weird because you hadn't gone up to these seemingly strangers' houses. Yeah. <laughs> you, like, know them, but you don't really know them. I relate to that. Like, I relate strongly to that feeling of, yeah, going going to a different kid's neighborhood, like, yeah. going to Brett's neighborhood and kind of getting that feel, yeah. and the kids in that neighborhood are going to, like, one of our friends who maybe had a little more money, where the candy bars yeah. were bigger, <laughs> oh, yeah. and the, the, the uh, yard decorations were bigger. I just think... I think you're associating it with Rugrats, but I don't think Rug- that episode does a very... I don't think it is very effective in that manner. I think it's really... It's in the Rugrats universe. You're not meeting new kids. You're not You're not lingering very long with the new kids. They're, they're in and out. It's really about the parents and the kids. And it's... The only thing new about it is that tent setup. And even though it's well, nice, that's... even though it's cool inside, it's, it's to me... It doesn't match up well, with what Doug what tries. I, what I like is the recognizableness of it. Like, mm-hmm. not the new stuff, but just how they're in the same place, but how it's, like, altered because of Halloween. And I think that's the kind but, of point of get that you get from the kid's perspective. But if going out is what you want, Doug is well, going as out. Older, as Rugrats older. would be more like if I was stuck at home on Halloween and my parents were having a party or something. Oh, Rugrats was like back when I was, you know, like the younger version of Halloween. So it's just two different times of Halloween, I guess, in my mind. Yeah. I just can't remember Halloween being that mm. young, I guess. But I guess Rugrats just, to me, got that feel. Like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It just felt like Halloween used to when I was that young. Felt like January to me. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> All right, all right. right. All right. Uh, well, both mean, fine episodes, yeah, really to be honest. Good. But... I really liked both of them. <laughs> See ya. Um, but that means it's time for uh, Brett to really share his opinion on the episodes. I'll tell you what, guys. This was a, a very close <laughs> debate. If you need IMDb ratings, let me know. Um, personally, I enjoyed each episode equally for very different reasons. And it really shows on who won each category about Mm. what I liked (laughs) in that episode. So with story, um, I think this is pretty obvious. It goes to Doug um, because it's an actual story. (laughs) You know, there's an adventure where they're going out and... Yeah, it's called Doug's Halloween. It is a Um, complex uh, plot. You know, you have Doug's imagination and how he sees things and how it really is, is different and kind of how he wasn't really scared of the haunted house but roger was and then they were scared that roger was in trouble (laughs) yeah which is a whole element we didn't talk about but yeah roger does go missing (laughs) and then you know they another plot twist is they become friends with (laughs) the whatever his name is 
Baron von, von Heckelhofer. <laughs> Baron von Heckelhofer, and then then they scare Roger and they leave all happy yeah. and then he disappears and it's just like that was there was a lot of elements to that story. Uh, whereas the Rugrats one was just like, oh, we're trying to get these candy bars and I mean it's not a bad story. It's not really a story so much yeah. as it is just what happened. <laughs> a thread. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was good. Um, setting, uh, again, had to go with Doug on this one, um, mainly because I liked that it wasn't in the typical Doug setting, where it was either his house or the restaurant, I can't remember the name of it, Honker Burger, Honker Burger, or at school, um, you know, they ventured out to, I mean, I know it's Funky Town, they go there before, (laughs) but... Funky Town has a different feel because oh. it's Halloween. And you hear that Funky yeah. Town music? Which kind of <laughs> gives you, like, you know, memories of going to, like, a boo at the zoo or, <laughs> yeah. you know, an amusement park that's yeah. now been haunted. Yeah. Did you guys ever go to the uh, Cedar Point Halloween? Yeah. Just while we're... Oh, I never went to that. I wasn't it's, cool. um, I mean, it's cool. Uh, you know, if, if you've never been to Cedar Point, it's probably the best amusement park ever we just happen to be lucky to live so close to it yeah uh during halloween it's just it's weird though because it's cold because it's october and you're not used to being in an amusement Mm. park while wearing a hoodie and kind of shivering and then (laughs) you know going on to an outdoor roller coaster that's blowing cold wind in my face um so it's terrifying is what i'm trying to say um the setting i mean for rugrats it was their house um they did a really good job of making it unique for halloween um, but this is a Halloween special. I want something yeah. different. I don't. I didn't want it to be the same. Okay. Okay. Uh, where are we going to next? Then we did costumes. Uh, this was a this was a tough one, uh, but I did go with Rugrats, um, basically because outside of Skeeter and Doug, I didn't really see much imagination. Yeah. Um, I mean. At the haunted house, and was that a costume or was that his normal everyday outfit? <laughs> Roger and his clan, the most uninspiring <laughs> costumes I have ever seen. I feel like those would be banned almost um, now. And the I yeah, just like with, uh, looking too with Rugrats. I did enjoy how I don't know. I liked the ape costume it was comical because it was like purple or something or yeah. blue or yeah. And then you know just good stuff there. Uh, scariness. Pretty obvious one here again. I'm gonna go with Doug. Um, not really too much scary for the viewer in Rugrats. I mean, I, I did yeah. like that the adults got scared by the kids, but that wasn't scary for me. That was, you know, funny for me. Humor, to say. yeah. Whereas Doug, you know, there was a lot of, like, tense moments. There was him being afraid of the story, imagining it. Yeah. When that wall's caving in, you're like, oh, do and then as they're going through on the roller coaster you have those ghosts and everything and this creepy guy that's just (laughs) there yeah digging even though that you know the park has closed like he apparently has come to life yeah um so yeah i mean there was more elements of scariness for the viewer in contrast for humor go with Rugrats because of that element that the kids were scaring the grandpa mm-hmm. and his reaction to being scared by each of the kid individually or it was like jumping Jehoshaphat yeah. leaping librarian yeah. and I can't remember the other one um, that was great and the kids aren't even realizing that they're scaring people they're just kind of like yeah. they're screaming because they want candy because that's 
how they've made that association. Yeah. Gran- and, uh, Grandpa really is very good yeah. in that episode. And then, of course, the brothers arguing about whose idea it was, and then they're, at the end of the episode, like, are you going to go in there? No, you go in yeah. there. I'm, <laughs> I'm older. Um, so I thought that was good. And how Halloween is it? This, I mean... I feel like you can debate this all day and not have a clear winner because both of your arguments are very valid. I mean, the Rugrats episode felt how I traditionally think of Halloween. You have a family who's kind of, it's not like a, it's a kind of like a house party where, you know, there's other people coming over and you're like, kids are interacting with adults who are acting like kids and, you know, Halloween to me, wasn't ever really scary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you got in scary costumes, but it was all in good fun, and I liked mm-hmm. that. Um, however, the Doug episode, going to a haunted house, is just about as Halloween season as you can get, um, along with, you know, the growing up, and is it too old to go trick-or-treating, and you have the car driving by, and they're throwing toilet paper oh, out, yeah. and... There's just, you know, there's Halloween antics that are pretty classic in these coming-of-age stories. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I gave it a tie with a slight edge to Doug, which yeah. leaves us with the winner, Doug. But I was really hoping for a tie. <laughs> Because I had a really good tiebreaker question. Oh, man. Wait, so what was the final count? I Uh, I lost track. Three plus for Doug. Okay. And then two for Rugrats. Gotcha. What would have been the tiebreaker question? Who had the better episode name? And that one's just obvious. No doubt. I mean. Yeah, no doubt. Rugrats. Candy Bar (laughs) Creep Show. (laughs) I like Doug's Halloween Adventure. I was like, "Mm, hmm. All right. I mean, you guys really... (laughs) Take too much time to think of that one. I read that, uh, I think both are a play on something. So I read that Doug's name was a play on what the Rocky and Bullwinkle episode was called, Rocky and Bullwinkle's Halloween Adventure. Mm -hmm. And then I read that uh, Candy Bar Creep Show is a play on Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, Personally, I am not a fan of Rugrats, historically, Mm -hmm. but I did enjoy that episode more than the Doug episode. Mm. Interesting. Um, I really liked uh, the spooky kind of music that was playing in the background a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, um, that was good. kind of missing from Doug. Yeah, they had like, they have bursts of it, but not throughout. Yeah. And um, you guys talked about earlier that pumpkin shot and then the mm. mouth shot. Those were great. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. Um, and... I know you didn't like Angelica, but when she was singing the advertisement for the candy bar, just... I really enjoyed that because I feel like, you know, that's a very 90s thing where, like, candy bars had memorable commercials yeah. that made you want to eat a candy bar that turned your mouth a different color. That would have been very cool. It's just the sound of Angelica's voice is enough to almost make me not want to watch an episode. I guess I feel like I, we almost need her in the show to break up the like I don't, regular I don't need her. <laughs> I definitely oh don't gosh. need her. I think you would miss her if she was gone. Uh, I, don't... I think the stories would suddenly become like a lot simpler and like too like plain, that. too dry. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I. I don't know. I. 
I I didn't I didn't mention it, but I like I thought like kind of the uh, Angelica dressed up as the angel yeah. was an eye roll type thing. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> but uh, both actually are very good. I hadn't watched either. I don't One know of my you, but... favorite things about the Doug episode, though, is when they're going through the the haunted house. Mm-hmm. And all of the scary things look real, like the ghosts look like yeah. real ghosts, and everything looks yeah. like it's real. But then you find, like, I mean, you find out obviously that when they fall through the graveyard, yeah. it's all mechanical. And yeah. I, I kind of enjoy that because you saw it through how like Doug and Skeeter and Roger were like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, that's how they interpreted it. <laughs> yeah, those, those lettuces were uh, <laughs> something. The screaming else. lettuce, yeah, yeah, really, really. Uh, the haunted, the haunted house. Both, both episodes. I think the thing I remember as a kid are the. House, the yeah. houses or tent, whatever. Yeah. Um, those really kind of stick in your memory because I hadn't watched either of these in a very long time. Yeah. Um, I did love the Doug house a lot. I have to admit, the floor especially for some reason that really stuck with me. I also thought Doug was kind of stupid of thinking that grave was going to be <laughs> yeah. covered with yeah. glass. Yeah. And even so, I mean, why did he step with such confidence? <laughs> yeah. anyway, give it a give it a little tap and yeah. see if there's glass there. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, I guess that was like a, uh, I don't know why it didn't occur to me before, the Indiana Jones, like, playoff of the floor yeah. not being there. Kind of still sticking with the Race Canyon type yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, More like Race Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a line. Um, we should have mentioned at the start, but if you do want to watch either of these episodes, they're both on Hulu. Yeah. Um, so, I guess if you have $8. And I would or... recommend watching the uh, second Rugrats bit. Yeah, it's pretty good. Monster yeah. in the Garage. Yeah. It's not Halloween-y, um, but it has a kind of a spooky monster yeah. film hmm. element to it with a great twist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there you have it. It's wow. now three to two. <laughs> but we have another one coming up in like a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So that might help. We'll it see. Might turn the tide. Tie it or, or really uh, sway it. Mount a comeback. Oh, <laughs> Someone's mounting a comeback. <laughs> Well, Kevin's hosting, so I'm yeah. feeling good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got my first Brett victory. Yeah. So that yeah. feels good. Yeah. It um, was tough. Uh, that that last round, I was like, "Come on, Joey, give me something <laughs> so I can give you the slight edge." Because if this comes down to a well, tie, I don't want, I want favors. No, no, okay, I wasn't. Okay. But I was like, if this comes down to a tie, and I have to ask that question, like it's oh, a yeah. no brainer. I was. Yeah. It, it's funny you. That is funny you came up with that question because as I was doing this, I thought to myself, I'm really happy Andrew didn't suggest title <laughs> as a category because I would just get destroyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all, all Doug's titles are kind of bad just because they have to have Doug's yeah, in yeah. front of Doug's everything. Bad idea. Um, well, yeah. very fun. Yeah. Uh, what's in store next week? Oh, boy. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about the Rocco's Modern Life episode, Fortune Cookie, just yeah. in time for Friday the 13th. Unlucky Friday the 13th. Yeah, an October edition, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so Alex is going to join us. You might remember Alex from Dr. Bink vs. Sardo. Um, so that should be that should be yeah. fun as our Podtober continues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping this catches. Yeah. Uh, they may not. Um, anyway, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on Twitter at BOC podcast uh we're on facebook we're on instagram at orange couch podcast you can email us which is the uh, preferred way that's orange couch podcast at gmail.com uh you can hear us on podbean you can hear us on itunes and you can you can even leave us a review uh if you're nice enough um so until uh, next week uh brett thank you 
Always a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you. <laughs> we got we got to have you on one that's not a versus. Yeah, yeah. just I, just, I kind of like it. Oh, you like it? I oh, like, like I like judging the uh, <laughs> the arguments. All right, okay. all right. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. All right. See you next time.